just share it. Um, I'm going to read the Bible reading, but if you're interested at all in praying or in prayer, I'm going to be in the side vestry after the service, and I've got upmarket refreshments. I've got superior chocolate biscuits and heroes. So, you know, no, no popcorn stuff, but if you take prayer seriously, you want any help with it, I'm going to be sitting there eating biscuits. You can join me. Uh, the reading is on your handout, if you received that this morning, and it's taken from Romans chapter 12, and reading verses 1 and 2, and then, as you'll see further down the sheet, verses 3 to 8. <clears throat> Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of your faith. God, in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Pat, for that. <clears throat> As Wendy mentioned, uh, uh, giving enables ministry to take place. But our giving not just enables ministry to take place here in our community, but also all over the world as we support our mission partners. And, of course, one of our mission partners is Rajan, who we've been supporting now for more than 20 years in his ministry, uh, training and equipping churches all over India and actually Southeast Asia. He goes to many different countries. And we're going to hear from Rajan this morning. Everybody, um, just as you came in, you should have received an outline. If you just got that to hand, it's going to be very helpful for me. Uh, if you're in a connect group, uh, that will also supply some questions for this week. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Thank you for Pat um, for uh, passing on a quote to me this week from Martin Lloyd-Jones. Fits in with that. He says this, The glory of the gospel is that when the church is absolutely different from the world, she invariably attracts it. That is how revival comes. That must also be true of us as individuals. It should not be our ambition to be as much like everybody else as we can. Our ambition should be to be like Christ. The more like him, the better. And the more like him we become, the more we shall be unlike everybody. 
Those are challenging words, aren't they? It's a challenging verse. Now, we've been thinking about this, therefore, you know, because of who God is and what he's done, everything is different. Everything changes. Last week, we thought, thought about that in, in regards to our giving, our finance. Last week, uh, we thought about how, first of all, I give myself to the Lord. That, that's the kind of the basis. Once I give myself to the Lord, everything flows from that, including my giving. My giving is thanksgiving. My giving is both a response to and an act of God's grace. My giving is a response of joy. My giving is thoughtful. So I, I think about what I'm going to give financially. Um, it's proportionate. It's planned. Um, my giving is building God's kingdom. So it's both a whole life response, and I've said this before, I'll say it again. I, personally speaking, I cannot afford not to give financially. Simple as that. I cannot afford not to do this. That is if I want to be a disciple of Christ. So it's a whole life response, but it also enables stuff to happen. Without it, we can't do this. Without it, we can't do this. So if you don't give, we don't do this. Fairly simple. But note, actually, interesting, Paul goes on, and then he starts to apply this to everyday life. And he starts with the church. Uh, remember, the church is not a building, it's the what people. Actually, he says this in verse 5, Romans 12. So, in Christ, in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So, the church is the people, but the church is not just people who come to church, um, no, the, the church are people who are in Christ. In other words, um, God has so worked in them that they have been born again um, and they know Jesus Christ. Now, you know, uh, at St. John's, we always have people who are at different levels in their Christian journey. And they're kind of working this out. So not everybody um, is necessarily going to, to kind of fit into that category. Hopefully, as you explore, as you search, um, you will discover what it is to be in Christ Jesus. But this is all an, a radical outworking of living in view of God's mercy. And so he kind of, in this passage, it's really clear, isn't it? We who are many form one body. Each member belongs to all the others. Um, there is diversity there, but there is also unity in Christ. Everyone has different gifts. They have different functions. But, okay, here's the illustration. Who likes football? Okay. Who plays football? Well, that's interesting, isn't it? So, you know, a lot of people might put their hand up and say, I like football, but very few people play football. Now, I say that because sometimes we view church just like that. In other words, it becomes a consumer um, spectator sport. <laughs> and, and the danger of focusing so much on just this occasion, this is very important, is the, the problem is we develop a consumer mindset. And, and we do that. Our, our culture um, is everything we're, we're seen as consumers. In the old day, people were patients, but they're not anymore. They're, they're consumers of health services. In the olden days, people used to be children as pupils, but now they're not. They're consumers too. You know, students were, were seen as students, but they're consumers now. And, and the problem is we see the church like that. We come in and uh, we go to a church which does what we want, actually. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't come. The danger, though, is that we become consumers. Well, what does it mean to live in view of God's mercy? 
Well, it means living in view of the Great Commission. Actually, Rajan mentioned that. Jesus says, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded them. We are to go. So the church is, is not a kind of spectator sport. It's not about spiritual consumers. It's about being part of God's purpose and plan. And, and we were going to show a video, but we didn't really have the time. Um, the church is not a cruise ship. Has anyone been on a cruise ship? Some, I, it, I couldn't. I, I, I mean, it's, it's, I would just do my head in. I would just want to walk around the deck every day, and that's it. But the church is a battleship. It's not a cruise ship. And it's interesting, Rajan was speaking, Christians die in India. It's on the watch list, actually. Have a look at the Christians die in India. So that's not a consumer activity, is it? No, it's not. It's not a spectator sport. So, what, very quickly. Firstly, here's the first one. A Christian is a minister. A Christian is a minister. Uh, Ephesians 4, verse 12. He gave, well, verse 11. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. That's interesting, isn't it? So, the saints, are, who are the saints? Us. 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 We are. If you're a Christian, a saint is a Christian. It's not a person with a halo or, a, you know, you're not a statue or a lovely picture on a wall. We are saints. That's who we are. And so we're ministers, okay? Um, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. The Holy Spirit comes and equips us for a reason. 1 Peter 5, verse 10, each of us has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as God's steward, good stewards of God's grace. Now, ultimately, um, what, here's the definition of a minister. This is really complex theology, so you're going to have to get ready for this. A minister is someone who has a pulse and is baptized. In other words, they're a Christian. So you have a pulse. If you have a pulse, just check it. Some of you aren't too sure. Yeah, you've got a pulse. That's, that's good news. And you're baptized. In other words, you're a Christian. That's a minister. Now, the problem is, of course, how, so often within churches, who do we see as the minister? The vicar or the minister. Or, yeah, but that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches us that if you are a Christian, you are a... So what is ministry doing? Again, this is really complex stuff. Ministry is about doing the stuff. Doing the what stuff? Well, the answer is Jesus' stuff. So Jesus went around doing all sorts of stuff, and we're to do the same. Is that clear? That's pretty clear, isn't it? It's not hard. So who's a minister? We are. And we're to do the what kind of stuff? The stuff of Jesus. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Uh, we could stop the message here, actually. Um, but we'll move on because I've still got a few minutes left. So a Christian is a minister. And this, again, this is a, a fundamental identity shift with a new purpose. That's quite different, isn't it, to the idea of being a spiritual consumer. Um, it's a spectator sport. And so the ministry fair shows um, so many opportunities rooted in the local church here where we can do that. Now, 
ultimately, our prime source of ministry is going to be our home and our workplace. But actually, there are lots of other things we can do as well as ministry. We're serving. We're called to serve, to do the stuff, the stuff of Jesus. Secondly, a pastor is an equipper, verse 12. All of these people, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers, are to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Who are the saints? Okay. What do we do? The work, the stuff, the work of ministry. What is my role as a pastor? It's to equip. Okay. So it's equip you to do the stuff. Now, often, of course, it's the other way around. So people come and they want to jolly the vicar on because he's doing all the stuff. Okay, and we're kind of right there behind him or in front of him. But that's not the role, is it? So my role, Stuart's role, is to equip you to do the stuff. I know that's complex, isn't it? Have we communicated that? Yeah? What's the stuff? The stuff of, okay, who's a minister? A minister is a, got a pulse and you've been baptized, you're a Christian, okay? Paul says in Ephesians 2 verse 10, for we, all together, are his workmanship. In the Greek, that's a lovely verse, it actually means a work of art. You, in Christ, are a work of art. Isn't that wonderful? Just look at your neighbor and just, no, don't do that. We are his workmanship, created it in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So that, you know, God has called us to be part of his plans and purposes. We're not consumers. It's not a, um, we're not kind of watching other people. No, God has created us to do good works, the stuff of Jesus. And he's prepared that in advance, and we should walk in them. And so the idea of the ministry affairs, just to show um, how in, in certain ways people can do that practically. And then finally, the church has a purpose. The church is active, it's not passive. Um, now, what we do fits under the umbrella of our purpose statement. Um, we exist to transform lives and communities by bringing people into a living and growing relationship with Jesus Christ. That's who we are. Um, we're not social workers. We're gospel workers. And so our, our, our goal, our aim as a church is to bring people into a living and growing relationship with Christ because that's how real transformation happens. And so as a church, if it doesn't fit into that, we don't do it. As well as that, we are an evangelical church with gospel uh, values. In other words, we are shaped by God's word as its final authority. And that's also important. Very interesting when you look around, all the, the largest, most uh, probably the, the churches which are thr thriving are evangelical um, churches both in the Church of England and around as well. Um, and that's important. Uh, now, just some practical things as we finish here. Um, when you look around the, the, the ministry stalls, there are some opportunities to serve where anyone can do that, okay? Um, but there are some where there are qualifications. Some of them have statutory requirements. DBSs are needed. But there are also some teaching roles with a, a lifestyle requirement, too, right? so that, that we look for certain roles where people um, have teaching uh, roles, uh, and as the New Testament speaks, their lives are um, in shape, uh, in 
shaped by the New Testament, uh, are shaped um, by the gospel of Christ. Um, as well as that, uh, the most basic qualification is that you are a member here. So that out of membership, in other words, you are committed to St. John's. You are committed to this place. That seems uh, kind of sensible, isn't it? So that's in, in many ways the, the, the basic requirement. Um, but there are many things you can do um, where there are kind of almost no qualifications. Um, and so have a look. There are various things which are being advertised. As well as that, uh, I'll end with this. Um, we run, we haven't done this for a few years, but I think it's probably time to do one. We run a shape course. Shape, who's done shape? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so shape is a course where we um, try and discern people's gifts, spiritual gifts and ministries. And people have found that very helpful. We've done this a number of times. Probably time to do it again. Look at five components, your spiritual gifts, your heart desire, your abilities, uh, your personality and your experience. And we look at those five um, factors. And, and, and hopefully people start to, to see maybe the things God is calling them to do. And so we'll probably do one of those uh, sometime this year. A Christian is a minister. Okay. A pastor is an equipper. The church has a purpose. Wow. That's exciting, isn't it? And it's certainly exciting when you go next door and start seeing and eating cake and lots and lots of sweets as well. So I'm going to pray, um, and then we're going to uh, sing our final hymn, which kind of links in uh, with all of that. And then do have a look. Again, uh, just to say, Pat's in the, uh, the side chapel here. The tech team uh, will have something on the screen. So um, if you're interested in the tech team, uh, you can have a chat with uh, any of those too. So uh, let's pray, and then we'll stand and worship. Lord Jesus, we do thank you. We praise you um, that you call us uh, to a living relationship with you. And Lord, I pray that you may release your people, both in word and in deed, that we may see that we are ministers called to do the stuff, called to do the stuff which you did, so that people may come to know you. So, Lord, we, we ask your blessing upon what happens next, that it may be for your glory. Amen. We're going to stand and sing, Be Thou My Vision.